Welcome. You're listening to Author Chats, a podcast about the writing process, mindset, and my experience about being a novelist and a self-published author. I'm your host, Mel Ryle, author of the Mogul and Girl and Suit series. My stories are available on Wattpad and Inkit. You can exclusively read my interactive stories on Galatea. In the last episode, I discussed about how I turned an inspiration from a movie into a novel, which was the case when I wrote Ravenous that was inspired by the movie Crimson Peak. I also talk about one of my process, which was called Idea Bank. It is a collection of movies, TV shows, or even books which inspired me to create something new or tackle it differently with a fresher point of view. For those who are curious, I have a few in my idea bank which have yet come into completion, in a sense, and needed to simmer before I know it's ready to be written. But for this episode, I'll be discussing a different set of process I have with turning my ideas into a novel. There are times And I think most creatives have this sort of experience where you get a flash of thought or idea after your brain somehow processed an experience you had within the day or the week. And these flashes, which I call sparks, can have potential as well. And when that spark comes, most of the time, you want to keep that ball rolling you suddenly feel motivated to write something you have strong emotional ties. However, instances such as these are a bit risky if you choose to focus on it because it is a choice between a project you are currently doing or concentrate on this new idea and let it propel you to create and mold it into a novel. Some writers have certain novel deadline that needed their immediate attention, especially if they're writing a series or their readers just want that next book. I understand the struggle and ability to come up with contents that your audience asked. These are the people who support your art, and you feel obliged to please them. Sometimes that's a good thing, and it's a motivating factor. But It can be constricting and stressful as well, especially when you're no longer in the presence of mind in writing that story. To my fellow writers, please know that you are in control of the type of content you give your audience and readers. Write what makes you happy, because forcing yourself to create content you don't love, it can seep through your work. And... At some point, I'll admit it had happened to me as well. Upon all this inspiration on my idea bank, and yet none of it I was in the presses of mind to write, that's when this other method usually comes in, which I call the sparks bank. The concept of a sparks bank is probably the most free-flowing, unstructured process I have when something inspires me to write a novel. There are times or moments in life you're struck with an idea you can't shake off. 
and you start to think about it. Even to a point your dreams get mixed in it as well. So how do you respond to this? For me, I write. It would be foolhardy not to, and a waste of possible material. It's better to stretch your mental ability to create, allow yourself to freely come up with a concept without the fear of judgment. Maybe one day that idea or concept and story might just be your next masterpiece. Let me tell you an example from one of my works. The first book of a novel series I created called The Girl in Suit series titled Beautiful Mistake was created from a spur of a moment. A spark, I should say. I got the idea when I was in college doing an internship for a company that does illustrations, book covers, and graphic design for content creators and authors. As I was in the middle of my break, I overheard a conversation with one of the staffs having a lovely night out with friends. And at this time in my life, I was busy with school and such, and I've not seen some of my childhood friends, with one of them being a thousand miles away and the other out of the country. I've just missed our times and company together. So that novel was in response to that fixture of feeling and emotions. So keep in mind, I've yet to write that plot, setting, or even characters for this story. I've only reacted to the idea and came up with a scene within that same day. So I'll be reading that to you. In this scene, a group of friends are meeting at the bar and enjoying their weekend after one of their friends have recently broken up with their lover. Beautiful Mistake Excerpt Sighing heavily, the girls probed me to do the most inexcusable and, mind you, disconcerting thing I've ever done in my life. Colleen was smiling from ear to ear as Megan leaned on the table, eyeing each of us as she whispered the root of my concern. It made you wonder how I'd gotten myself into this mess. It had to do after I had a miserable day, which ended in me seeing my now ex-lover with my college nemesis and wearing a wrong-sized bra. How could a wrong-sized bra lend me into this situation? It was because I currently wore the said bra, and I feel like my chest cavity was about to cave in at what I was about to do. I got my glass of Cosmos and took another sip while they continued talking. How about that table over there? Marie pointed out, her eyes darting across the room towards a pool table occupied by three men. I followed her gaze and studied the man she was referring. My heart jolted at the sight of them. They looked like fitness junkie and could probably sway a girl to get in bed with them. Before my thoughts led to a different direction, I turned back to my four best friends with a grim look. Heck no. I'm not going to that pool table, I hiss under my breath, knowing that they clearly heard me. Don't be a poor sport, Kyla. They seem like nice guys, Rose pointed out. Rose, no, I couldn't do what your girls are asking, I said in defeat, closing my eyes and shook my head in disapproval. Don't be a wimp. 
as promised, you are doing this," Megan commandingly stated. "You have to do it, Kyla. We have gone through this before, and now it's your turn," Marie argued in Megan's defense. "It's not that bad, Kyla. I did it last year after Landon, and I tell you, it was fun." Colleen encouraged lightly, looking at me with slight sympathy. We are talking about you four. I'm not like that. Heck, I've never approached a stranger unless it is necessary, like that sales lady at Macy's. I pitifully argued again, feeling my defeat was near. Once, just once, Kyla, do it. You need it. Megan affirmed. Fine, I will. God damn you, woman! If I didn't love you. I grumbled under my breath before getting out of the booth. I stood up and faced my friends, stretching out my slightly wrinkled red dress. The girls simultaneously smiled and gave thumbs up in approval. In my nude Mark Jacobs wedge, I turned and marched across the room. My heart was pounding in my eardrum, making me more nervous than I ought to be. End scene. When I started building the story and plot, and in memory of how I got that idea, I named these characters after my childhood friends. Of course, I did ask permission, in a sense, and it was funny when I told them about it. However, it wasn't an outright use of their first names. I used their second name instead and sort of flip it. It's one of the reasons why I'm a bit attached to the novel. And the characters. However, as I slowly shaped the story after that spark idea, it evolved into something different. But I'm not disappointed with the turnout because that idea created and expanded the world into three books, and probably more in the future. I have said this before with my readers that every person has a story in them. You might think your idea. Has similarities with others, but remember what makes it unique is how you build the world, shape the character, and narrate it in your own voice. That's what makes it your story, your own. When I wrote the novel *Beautiful Mistake*, it had the typical feel and possibly cliche storyline you might think that is associated to its genre. Which was millionaire secretary romance niche. However, I never allowed it as a hindrance in the creative process to reshape the story in my own way. I wrote a female character who was outspoken and strong-willed, and then I created a leading man who is in equal footing with the female character. As content creators. We want to paint in a way that reflects society and its beliefs, but not many tries to challenge it. Writing novels is a platform that can make a change through awareness, and words have impact and meaning. I do try to make something meaningful in my stories and create better content for my readers, and I do hope to still grow and do better in the future. With that in mind. Do not hinder yourself on instances where you have these sparks of ideas. Write them down. 
let them flow through you in as much or many words you can possibly write. And never fear, because it is you who controls when or how that idea is going to be presented to your readers. However, I have to admit, in the years I've been writing novels, some of those spark of ideas aren't translated into full-length novels, but I haven't thrown them away as well, because in time, there will come a moment it would connect to yet another concept. So here's an example of a spark idea I recently had, yet not formulated a plot for it. This is a first and exclusive look of an unbridled concept of mine. When I came up with this, I was thinking about a woman marrying for obligation and not for love. Untitled Peace I do. Those were the two words that changed her life. They may seem insignificant being said in a different occasion or have no consequence when uttered in an omission of some menial fact. But these words were spoken with conviction in front of family and friends and in front of the law and God. In that moment, there was no taking it back without heavy repercussions. The words were a vow, a commitment, and a promise. And she did mean them, I do. After those words passed their lips, the priest announced to everyone present in the church of her new and legal name. She was no longer her own, but a part of another. Her husband, for his name will forever lace with hers. And yet, he had nothing from her in his name. She wondered for a moment why. However, the thought passed as well when the priest asked her husband to kiss her. And then, she thought, should her husband ask it himself? Nevertheless, none of her thoughts were shared aloud. This was tradition. It had always been this way, and she was meant to marry him. Was there even a choice to begin with? Maybe. She had agreed and made the choice as what her parents and family expected of her. Although, if asked, was it for love? She would have said maybe as well. For what does it mean to be in love? She herself doesn't even know. So maybe it was love. And maybe it will grow into love as their years together stretch on in front of them. End scene. I wrote this in a short span of a moment as it passed through my head, and it surprised me how vivid some of the description was since I've not created a character. But based on this, it has given me a glimpse of what to build on. Sometimes, this is how characters in my stories are born. I allow the narrative to formulate the personalities of these characters. I know it can be confusing and maybe weird when I say this because these thoughts and voices doesn't reflect who I am as a person. I'm not married, nor have I been pressured to do so. And yet, you may ask, how am I able to write about this? That's where imagination, absorbing content and stories swoops in. You can create the assumption based on what you see and read. 
And as I've said, creators paint an image reflecting the world and its beliefs. I'll be foolish to say that these thoughts came out of nowhere. The world around us are filled with seas of possibilities. It is just a matter of seeing them as what they are, and then translate and weave it into your stories. I hope in this episode, I was able to help and advise you on how to create your ideas into a novel. In the next episode, since I talk of Spark's ideas seeping into dreams, I'll be discussing about another concept I called the dream bank, which is what it sounds like. This concept is about how I capture my dreams and incorporate them into a novel. Thank you for listening to Author Chats with Mel Ryle. If you have any questions, you can leave me a message on my Facebook page at Author Mel Ryle with the hashtag Author Chats before your questions so I know it is for the podcast. You can get my first self-published novel, Meeting Mr. Mogul, now on Amazon and Kindle. You can also read it for free on Kindle Unlimited. Until next episode, stay safe and healthy everyone. Have a lovely day.